1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let athletic architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Well, Report family, what's up? It's your man, Ike Jones. We are here. It's time to talk about the new defensive coordinator for Auburn, Y'all know how we do it, morning drop style. Let's get straight to it. You are, you now, are now listening, listening to, to the War Report. Yes, indeed, the morning drop. You man Ike Jones, man, I'm rolling solo this morning. Uh, but Hey man, we still got to do what we got to do. I appreciate everybody for jumping in here. Um, so yeah, man, say what's up, man. How y'all doing this morning? Ron Roberts, new defensive coordinator for the Auburn Tigers is here on the plane. So let's talk a little bit about it. I gave a little poll on Twitter, ask y'all which one y'all want to talk about. We do have an offensive coordinator as well, but the defense is the one that you guys want to talk about first. So we are going to get this thing kicked off with Ron Roberts talking about him How do I feel about it, first and foremost? I guess we'll start with that. Um, I'm still collecting information, still doing research on what's happening with him in his past, but what I can say is I was always a big Dave Aranda fan, right? I I love the defense that he put together at Baylor. Um, This past season, they weren't so great, but the year before that, they had done really well in a high-powered Big 12, and I felt like that defense looked really good. He was the defensive coordinator for both of those seasons, um, so... And Dave Aranda kind of learned a lot of what he he had from a defensive strategic standpoint as far as like how they wanted to run the defense from from this guy. So um, I did. That was appealing to me. I went and watched some tape about how they do their stuff. So just a little bit from the um, from the standpoint of what the alignment is going to look like, it's it's essentially going to be. Uh, if you guys are familiar with uh, Pete Golding's defense of what they run right now in Bama, a little bit like that. So three down linemen and a an outside linebacker type. Uh, so think about how Will Anderson was like almost always lined up at the line of scrimmage on the outside. Uh, so as a rush end, uh, and then they're going to have that star position that we were familiar with from uh, previous defenses that is going to be like a hybrid linebacker safety type. Uh, that's going to be playing down in the slot or a nickelback type. So that's going to always be there. They call that the star position. So they'll have the jack on the defensive end. You'll have two linebackers lined up in the middle. Then you'll have that star as a third linebacker, essentially fourth linebacker as the jack or the end defensive man. So always going to be showing a four-man front shell, but that fourth man is going to be that defensive or rush end. Um, and then on the backside, they're going to likely have two deep safeties uh, and then they're going to be playing some sort of form of cover two, or they may be rolling down into cover one. Could use that third uh, safety hybrid linebacker type to roll back into cover three. So it's, uh, it's a defense that's really versatile, and it's going to be how they play it is going to be predicated on what the strength of the offense is from what I'm learning. So I'll have a more detailed film session about that stuff later, just looking at the defense. But that's what I know a little bit about the thing that I'm trying to dig into a little bit more is what was the reasoning for him being let go at Baylor, right? Like he was actually terminated from his job at Baylor this past season. And that's kind of odd because of the relationship that he had with Dave Aranda as Dave Aranda kind of being one of his mentees. So to fire your mentor and and decide you want to go in a different direction as a program, was that just philosophical differences that they had amongst themselves about the direction that they wanted to take the program with Dave Aranda being the younger um, person in that relationship, uh, but there it's not clear because one less than, you know, great year as a defense, it doesn't usually get you fired. Um, but, uh, hey, Dave Aranda's got the right to, to do what he wants to uh, with his staff. So I think it's going to be interesting to peel back the layers of that and see kind of why uh, he was let go as a defensive coordinator there. Um, what was the the and, and I'd love to be able to get an opportunity to talk to him about that. Uh, we'll see. So y'all know how I do. Uh, if, if we want stuff to happen, we try to utilize the community to make it happen. So if you guys want to start pinging him on Twitter and being like, Hey, you, you need to check in with the war report guys. We'd love to to have an opportunity to talk to you and hear from you do that. Make sure he knows that this is the place where he needs to get to so that the fans can hear from him. Uh, not just the stuff that the university is doing, that stuff is going to be good, right? Like Hugh Freeze did one of those university interviews with um, with the uh, the Auburn folks over there, we want to get him on the war report and talk to him a little bit more. We want to even talk about film with him. He's got some good stuff out there on the internet already. Uh, if you go and search him a little bit on YouTube, you'll see him doing some stuff talking about his defensive philosophies. Uh, so he's got some good stuff out there where he's really explaining and I'll, I'll probably uh, use that stuff when we get into the film review. So if talking about new defensive coordinator, Ron Roberts, uh, formerly defensive coordinator at Baylor, he has had some other stops in his past. So an experienced guy. So one of the things that I do like about him is his experience. And the one thing that people um, ask about or have asked me about already is, well, what's his recruiting prowess? He, he doesn't really have a bunch of notable things that he's done from a recruiting standpoint. One of the things that I do think that is necessary is somebody's got to be the X and O guys. Everybody can't just be recruiters. I think we've got some really strong recruiters on the staff, but it does beg the question, what does the remainder of that defensive staff look like, right? So we know Wesley McGriff is already on as co-defensive coordinator slash defensive backs coach. We know that uh, we have a defensive line coach that's already been lined up in Garrett, right? So those things are solid. What we don't know for sure yet is whether or not C-Rob is going to be retained and whether or not um, Zach Etheridge is going to be retained. Now, we were told at the beginning of this entire search that those two would have an opportunity to interview for their positions again. Right. So now we've got a defensive coordinator. Now's the time where we find out whether or not those two are going to slide in and continue to be parts of this Auburn staff because they have not been officially announced as retained as of yet. Um, so. We are going to be, we're going to hear more about that in the coming days. I do hope that both of them are retained from a recruiting standpoint because of what I just said about Roberts. Like, I don't know that he has a lot of chops as far as out there on the recruiting trail. I I know that he's a good defensive mind, but what was clear from watching the Baylor defense last year and hearing people in the Baylor circles, circles talk about that defense is that they didn't have the guys necessary to run the scheme and the scheme is going to require you to be a really intelligent player and kind of understand what the cues are that you need to be looking at as the offenses get more exotic Uh, Some of those schemes need to be paired on defensively with guys who can move in the proper way to be able to get to spots and understand kind of what your gap responsibility is. It's not going to be a really simple defense where it's just like, hey, we're going to shoot this gap every single time. And this is your responsibility. That responsibility changes. And its I mean, most defenses are like that. Your responsibility changes as the formation changes. So understanding. How people are trying to attack you and what your responsibility is based upon the strength of the formation and what you're getting in a combo coverage on that side is going to determine a lot of things. So you need guys that are intelligent on the outside and you need corners. This is a big part of this. You need corners who can be physical and play man coverage on the outside. So you're going to see a lot more press man coverage when guys are running, especially on the solo receiver side, and they need to be physical in the run game it's going to be important for this defense to have those type of athletes out there. So everybody knows Ike Jones, big fan of Keontae Scott. Keontae Scott is actually really good for this type of defense because he's a physical corner, physical in the run game. DJ James would be wonderful in this. Um, So, you know, He has accepted his invite to the Senior Bowl, has not officially declared for the draft, but all signs point to DJ James might not be back this year. Another young guy, J.D. Rim, I think is going to be good for this type of scheme and just understanding. And then another guy that I think fits in really perfectly with how we saw him play safety is going to be somebody like Jalen Simpson, potentially getting into that star position or being one of those deep cover two safeties. I think he would do really well in there. Donovan Kaufman is going to be another guy that can play up in the box and be really good. So I think... I think We have the defenders to be able to trot somebody out and do this sort of scheme who the other safety is going to be. I don't know. You, know, you guys know I've talked about how I like Puckett more as a guy up in the box. So maybe he plays at star position. You allow Donovan to drop back into the, um, the one of the deeper safeties on that. So we've got some options out there. Caden Bridges, I can rattle off names of people that I feel like are good on the back end of our stuff. Um, but we'll definitely talk about that stuff more in detail as we get into the film review portion. The film review portion is not going to be open to the public like this is. Uh, but we will have a uh, plenty of stuff for you guys to check out in the coming days I am well aware that we've hired an offensive coordinator. Tomorrow's morning drop will be dedicated to that. I did want to focus in today on on the defensive coordinator just because these morning drops aren't very long. We're only going to be here about 20 minutes. So I don't want to cloud the conversation with too much stuff uh, because there's plenty to talk about and there's plenty of time to have these conversations is unless the offensive coordinator is going to change tomorrow, then we've got time to definitely talk about that. So, all right, let's take a look at the comment section. We'll go in here and see some of the stuff that you guys are talking about. Again, I appreciate everybody for jumping in here this morning. Um, Got a super chat here from Scott Chapman who says, I've read that Arkansas was also after him. Definitely was in contention for the Arkansas job. So, Uh, One of the things that I found interesting is they were split in the Arkansas camp, uh, much like the Auburn camp. So this is the thing that people need to understand. All fan bases are going to have this thing where they feel like uh, they know best for what's supposed to be happening with their team. Arkansas fans were split as to how they feel about it, just like Auburn fans, because of him recently losing his job, right? It's not like he stepped down or they hired him away. He was unemployed at the time. And so a lot of the delay And I think this thing happening was he was deciding between which job he wanted to take, which is interesting because once Barry Odom left Arkansas, they went heavy and started pursuing this guy um, as he was recently vacated from Baylor. And so I think it's interesting to see that the the more I, I look at this stuff, the more I think Barry Odom was possibly on our list for potential D.C. candidates. Right. And so once Barry Odom got the other job. We moved on to the next level, Uh, so I think it's very interesting. Oh, my man, C Dub jumping in here, getting morning drop. What's going on, man? Um, Not too much, bro. Yeah, but I think it's interesting that Arkansas fans were like kind of split about how they felt about Ron Roberts. Um, But yeah, man, see, since you're in here, I'll I'll look for some more comments. But your thoughts on the hire, man? Go ahead and speak to the people.
0: Uh, I'm taking a wait and see approach. Um, I'm not. I'm not down on the hire because I think Hugh Freeze got exactly who he wanted. He wanted Mm -hmm. someone who had extensive coaching experience. And apparently this guy is pretty good with X's and O's. And so I'm not sure if recruiting was a priority with his coordinators. Mm -hmm. He just wanted Mm -hmm. guys who were really good with the X's and O's and he allowed his assistants uh, to be much younger and hungrier uh, to hit the ground in terms of recruiting. So I think he got exactly what he was looking for. Um, I know people point to the fact that we're hiring a guy who. Uh, was fired by Baylor. But I think there's a lot of context that needs to be mentioned with that. I'm not sure if you even talked about it, but they also let go of their, I believe there was a secondary coach Mm -hmm. from Baylor along with Ron Roberts, who was there one year. One thing about Dave Aranda, he, he, he doesn't give his assistants much grace. If you have a a, a down year, uh, he's probably going to move on from you. Um, Larry Fedora knows that all too well because in year one, They went 2-7 and in 2020, and he cut ties with Larry Fedora then. Mm -hmm. Um, And so after two pretty good seasons of defense, they weren't bad, but they were kind of just middle, bottom, uh, bottom half of college football in terms of, like, a lot of defensive statistics. And so they decided to part ways. And so I understand the the frustration with that um, or the concern with that, but I think he's had a lot of good seasons prior um, with Baylor, as well as I think he was a defensive coordinator at L- Louisiana um, mm-hmm. under Napier, um, who yep. and, and that was. Well of I definitely, uh, you know, we're
1: going to get an opportunity to go back to uh, SEC media days. And I actually intend to ask if I get an opportunity. I probably shouldn't put this out here. And now somebody's going to steal my question. I'm going to ask Napier how he felt about Ron Roberts when he was there, potentially. So I think that'll be a good question to ask. So somebody actually said this. Well, it's been said a few times in the comments that um, yeah. uh, that Zach. also coach with roberts at louisiana so there is a connection there so i i feel good about the retention of zach at this point in time because roberts is a linebacker guy right Right. so um that would obviously bring the question of c rob's fit right like you have a, a defensive coordinator who's a linebacker guy do you kick c rob out and let him coach um the you know the the linebacker group where does Zach fit now, right? If Zach is his preferred guy because he's worked with him before and he likes his recruiting prowess, where who is Zach going to coach or where is Zach going to coach? Who's going to be the special teams coach? So there's a lot of questions that still need to be answered right now about how this defensive staff fits together. You have the requisite number of uh, people on the staff right now, but are these the right people for this particular staff and where do they all fit? I think that's a question that needs to be answered here coming up.
0: I agree. I agree with that for sure. Um, and again, that's that's what happens when you hire a lot of your assistants first mm-hmm. and then hire a coordinator. It happens all the time, though, Ike, when yeah. when coordinators again, Baylor is in this situation right now, uh, whoever they bring in as their D.C. or Arkansas, whoever they're bringing in as their D.C., they're coming in with assistants already in place. So it happens. It's just weird to build your staff that way yeah. Um, because you would expect the defensive coordinator to have some autonomy or some decision-making in who who understands his system and who he works well with.
1: Yeah. Um, Super chat here from Ben Bloodworth jumping in saying, do we think these two guys were coach Hugh Freeze's first choices? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, no, see any thoughts on that?
0: Um, Offensive coordinator, maybe defensive coordinator. I would say no. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Barry Odom was perhaps uh, higher up in terms of his first choice. Of course, Barry Odom is now the head coach at UNLV um, and given the time frame of when he made these decisions it's likely that neither were, but if I had to say maybe on one, it would be the OC.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly think that both of these guys were on the list, but not first on the list. Um, so we're, we'll talk more about the O.C. hire tomorrow, but I do have some thoughts on that that I want to share about, about kind of philosophically where this stuff will fit in and, and how it thinks. how I think it will work out in the future. But um, but yeah, I, I don't think that both of these either of these guys were the first choice. Um, I think they were pursuing some other people. And that's the reason why it took this amount of time. I think it was more so they he really wanted specifically. Let's talk about Robert here. He wanted Barry Odom. Barry Odom got another job. Then he started moving down his list. And I think um, one thing I think that this does indicate, so on what what I think is interesting is this is the, one of those moves that makes you feel like Coach Hugh Freeze is moving with some autonomy, right? Because I think it would have yeah. been easy to go after somebody who we know the boosters are familiar with and like to right. be the defensive coordinator. This This hire came out of left field a little bit. It wasn't one. Listen, I got a bunch of theories that I've put out to people, not so much on Twitter. I did have a very firm theory that I put out about uh, Phil Longo for offensive coordinator that was completely wrong. Um, But again, that wasn't about intel. That was just me like, oh, man, maybe this and this and this and this. And it was just completely off. But I had some theories about D coordinator completely wrong. Right. And a lot of the whispers that I heard from internally came from a lot of the same people who have always kind of had intel about what was going on. This seemed like a Coach Hugh Freeze hire that said, I want a guy that fits a particular mold. Um, I'm going to have young recruiters on the staff, but I want somebody a little more seasoned that's going to call the defense and understands philosophically how we want to play defense. Uh, So I think it's going to be interesting. This is going to be, you know, one of those things that he's going to be judged by, right? Like we talk about the things that coaches are judged by. I think, you know, your hires at coordinator are big things that coaches are going to get judged by because the performance specifically of a defensive guy is going to hinge mostly on that, right? The OC, not so much because Hugh Freeze could always say, okay, this ain't working out. I'll just go back to call plays if, if he decides not to do that. Defensive coordinator, that's something that he's going to be judged by. Your recruiting classes are something that you're going to be judged by, and then how you handle the transfer portal is something you're going to be
0: judged by. For sure, for sure. I mean, even going back to when we hired Gus, you know, his first defensive coordinator hire was Ellis Johnson. And two years afterward, we had to make a change. And an argument can be made that with a better defense, we probably win a natty um, in Malzon's first year. So it's a big deal for sure. Uh, and you hope that last year under Baylor was more of an aberration than what we can expect moving forward under Ron Roberts.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, he's got a track record of having good defenses. One bad year as a defensive coordinator doesn't mean, doesn't erase the good years that you have, but. To, to your point, you hope that's not the trending direction, right? Like right. he's not on a downward swing where it's like the game maybe is moving past him in his ability to kind of understand what's going on. He seems like a very bright defensive mind. So uh, looking forward to seeing what's happening there before we get into the next super chat, I do want to take a pause and say, definitely Thomas Jones. Thank you for this chat, sure. praying for Mike sure. Leach and his family. Uh, so Mike Leach has had some, and, and, you know, when we talk about defensive coordinators, I think Zach Garnett was on the list. Um, mm-hmm. That situation with Mike Leach has changed that dynamic drastically. Right. Um, because there's thoughts that, you know, Mike Leach is, he might not return to coaching. Right. So um, a lot of uh, definitely prayers for him and his family as they're dealing with whatever's going on with him right now. For sure. Um, Jamal uh, Pie jumps in. What, have, what has Zach done that got the fan base trying to retain him? Um I'll let you go
0: first, and then I'll give my thoughts there, See, He's a dog on the recruiting trail. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have been pleased with how our secondary has played overall as a group. Um, Not to mention that Georgia tried to come in and uh, get him away from us almost a year ago. Yep. So obviously, people see the value in this up-and-comer in Zach. So we got a jewel, and he loves Auburn. He wants to be here. I think that's a win there for us. So there's a lot uh, that we see in terms of value with Zach.
1: Yeah, no, I think that when you look at his recruiting prowess, it's top notch. He has great relationships with players that uh, are currently on the team and with guys that are in our pipeline that we want to try to get. And he's relentless on the recruiting trail. He's always done a really good job with defensive back coaching, going back to his days at Houston. Right. So I think that it's it's kind of a, a natural fit specifically for him at Auburn to be here and continue. Cause again, you, you want to have a guy who calls the defense really well, but you need someone who is going to, as uh, Leanne jumps in here and say, let's get him some Jimmy's and Joe's that can get you the Jimmy's and Joe's in there. I think that's important. Um, You know, is he the best recruiter that there ever was? No, but he understands the landscape of what we've got going on here. He's done a really great job for us. And he has, again, great relationships with the people in and in the building and the people we want to bring into the building. So I'm a fan of Zach Etheridge and I want him to stay on staff. um, And I'm hoping for the best for that situation with him for sure. Georgia Tech, uh, Stuart Donald says, was also pursuing Roberts. So Roberts was a popular name out there. Listen, when you've got a guy with that much experience and has had that much success at the position and he becomes available, he's going to pop up on people's list. Like, that's definitely a thing. I just didn't see it coming. Right, know? right, right. For sure. Um, I'll do one more here before we get out of here because uh, we're not going to um – stay on here too long but last one here is bug mac it says is crime code dc in name only um it's a good question right like i don't know what his coordinator or co-defensive coordinator responsibilities are going to be with a guy as um as um known as roberts is in the circles like and and that's really more so up to roberts how much he's going to let him call stuff right like a lot of a lot of these titles, to to be honest with you, are titles. Yeah, it, it's a title, <laughs> it's right? Titles. Like Wesley McGriff was brought here to bring a solidified name or person in coaching defensive backs and recruiting players to Auburn. He wasn't brought here to call defense. Now they're going to probably all contribute to what the defensive game plan is going to be, but who's going to be the one calling? I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and and again, yeah, a lot of his stuff may be during the week, Mm -hmm. um, but I think Saturday is all Ron Roberts as far as I'm concerned. Um, And again, I don't know what the relationship – we know there's a connection with Zach Etheridge and Ron Roberts, but I don't know Mm -hmm. about Crime Dog and this guy. So in terms of him having a lot of responsibilities out the gate, I doubt it, um, because most of it he's going to have to learn Ron Roberts' defense, just like everyone else will have to. So. He will play a part. I just don't know. I think it's more, in my opinion, it's more so title than anything, especially seeing as though he was given that title before Ron Roberts even showed up.
1: Right. Yeah. I think it was a, a reason to to put something out there so they could afford to pay him more money and it looked like it made sense <laughs> on the books. Uh, so yeah, man. Anyway, that's it, man. We're about to get out of here. We appreciate everybody jumping on early morning to get this morning drop out of the, once again, if you are not a member of the war report, you can't comment on these videos live, but feel free to comment as we, um, have the video go up and and replay and rewatch, but become a member of the war Report. Now that we know who the coordinators are, I am getting to work on some film for you. I can finally start to roll some of this film out so that we can have a good idea of what's happening. But you have been listening to the Warwick Pores Morning Drop, man. We appreciate y'all and we are out of here. Drop!